It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Crunch skaters broke up the feed. Alou turns with it. Pirouettes in his own zone, but Banks won't let him slip free. Gaunt's high slot, Hamilton shot, save, rebound, scores! Sticks, man. Let's get cracking, man. To the middle of the ring. Let's go. Number three wanted. I like that. Who is number three for us? Dion foot up. Dion, go get cracking, like Dion. Yeah, it. go get him, Dion. Get him, Dion. Move, Dion. Get out the way. Go get him. Here we go. go get him. Still, still charring with him. A little chirping. Okay, right, right. I like that. So that was just mushing going on. It was more mushing than fighting. Yeah, yeah. Face wash. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Those gloves are stinky. That would be a 100% man to play this man. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. We're coming in strong with a little Snoop Dogg today. So the last, last couple of times that hockey has gone mainstream, crossover, pop culture, Chance the Rapper on Saturday Night Live a couple years ago, a year or two ago. I'm sure you all remember that. Let's do that hockey. And then Snoop Dogg, of course, ends up with Alex Faust, who was a part-time broadcaster over the first couple of seasons of the Utica Comets existence, subbing in for Brendan Burke, who is now obviously doing play-by-play for MSG and the New York Islanders. So Alex Faust welcomed Snoop Dogg into the broadcast booth, and that propelled it past NFL football and everything else. And it's kind of an amazing thing when hockey does that. You don't always see it do that. And then the third instance I can think of is the sauce, is the beard, is the man. He went viral. ESPN, John Buchigras, Barstool Sports, Sports Illustrated. And I'm sure there's many that I'm not even aware of. My name is Rain Man Scoop is here. Colton Saucerman, number 39 on the ice, defenseman. On a PTO right now for the Utica Comets. We're really happy to have you. I have asked to get you on this, and then you know how schedules and things happen, but we're psyched to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, just, Scoop, you, you want to ask the same thing I do. Just tell us a little bit about that, because it was like a, a Hollywood movie storybook. It was no like way. a whirlwind kind of uh, craziness, and you just seem to embrace it. You seem completely at ease and comfortable with it. You're great with the media. You have fun with it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. Um, but you know, usually you get the the local media, that maybe the team hype, you know, few uh, yeah. few new followers here on the social media or whatever, and then maybe it just fades away. And then I <laughs> laid down for a nap that first day, and I woke up to about two thousand notifications on my phone. And I I hadn't even seen the barstool article yet, and that was kind of the start of it all. And and then I mean, you have to believe in in the hockey gods if if they're going to allow me to to score on, on my first game after something like that it's it was just a it was a surreal moment and, a, and one that i'll remember forever you have the puck oh yeah definitely mom and dad have it now uh i think when whenever they get out to visit they they're still waiting to see if i'll stick around here for a while or not but um whenever they get out yeah i'll definitely give it to them so mom and dad haven't been here yet for a game nope i no. was told that they might have been in the building the other night but i wanted to ask officially and get you <laughs> there, know ha- there was a mix-up cole lind and colton 
Ah, okay, yeah. all right, yeah. all right. So that was well. The, you both have the distinction, along with Wacey Hamilton, of either rubbing a bald man's head for good luck during intermission interviews, <laughs> or uh, as Colton did, he kissed it. Dude, it was an amazing shot, though. Scoop, it, the first goal, the first game. You can't write this stuff. I mean, it was just I was jumping around. Well, the place went nuts, and uh, you went you went nuts. You you had as much fun with it as anybody did, and uh, what just it was a magical moment. You know they do the hometown hero. Yeah, you, you can't miss it. Obviously, yeah. during the first, it's the first media timeout during the games in the first period so i bring out a jersey and we present a gift certificate here to the 72 tavern to the hometown hero so i'm standing there waiting for that sure enough the puck goes out to you you're on the right point you rifle the shot and it goes in the place went nuts and i started jumping around like a little kid i haven't been that excited in a long time watching a sporting event and i get excited for sports let me tell you but what do the families say about it, Scoop? I mean, we, we love the inside stuff like this, the human element behind the scenes. People forget professional athletes, you're people too, but yeah. it must have been overwhelming. No, it was. I think, uh, you know, because I had played on a few teams before, and then you start to wonder, like, man, am I ever going to get one? Kind of, and, and that's like, I'm, I try to be offensive and, and, and chip in, and, and so then that's even more of it. I hold myself to a standard of, hey, I want to, like, help my team produce and, like, help our team win, and so then, you know, a few call-ups here the last couple of years and, and nothing. And I'm like, man, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to get one. And then just, like you said, the, the right timing and whatever and just the seas parted perfectly. And it, it luckily it had eyes. And it was, it was just super, it was like a relief more than anything, you know. It was just like, yes, okay, I got the first one. And hopefully the floodgates just open here eventually. And now you just play hockey, right, Scoop? You're, exactly. you're a hockey journeyman. Obviously, here now, you want to stick here. But compare and contrast this experience, your teammates, how they're helping you, mentoring you with places you've been in the past. Oh, I think it's it's obviously probably the, the best situation just because I, I've been here the longest and I've actually got to like hang out with guys on a consistent basis and like yeah. get to know my coaches a little bit more than three games, you know, and then I'm out of there. So it's like, you know, I was over at Jamie Cypher's house the other night for, for football and dinner. Like, I didn't get a chance to do that anywhere else that I had played, really. So it's just like little things like that. And that guy especially has just been very instrumental in just how many years he's played and how successful he's been. And He's a class act. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, a great guy. And, and so you just really, like, I'm just a sponge when I hang out with guys like that that just – Everything they do is just the right way. They carry themselves. You see them with their family and in the community, and it's just uh, it's actually been a blessing just to be be here. It goes beyond what happens on the ice. Colton Saucerman is with us. It's 94.9 K-Rock. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill for Utica Comets Insider. If you're concerned about the Syracuse-Duke game that is here, not only on the big screen, but there are sports on there's, I think, 15 or 20 other TVs within here. It's scoop and rain. So Wednesday uh, lost to Toronto. Uh, then a, a tough loss to Bridgeport on Friday, and then Saturday was the win over Syracuse. So you have seen and been here for what I describe as the low point of the season so far. Syracuse, Utica, out in Syracuse, that 10-1 to loss, it, it was a bad game. I mean, there's n nothing else you can say about it. But to persevere through that, then the trade of Darren Archibald, not knowing what's going to happen with McKenna, the goaltender who, you know, he's then caught and uh, goes to Philadelphia, and just 
a lot of moving parts. The team stays focused, and I don't know if we've asked before, is that leadership within the locker room, Trent call, but then you come back and you have beat the Syracuse Crunch, and when you beat a team in your division, that obviously holds more weight than you want to win every game. Yeah. But it's a four-point game. They call them four-point games. Yeah. So you've, you've been here for that part of it as well. This team is just, there's something special in you said it to me the other day. It's it's playing the Comets way. You, you said it to me during the intermission interview. Describe from your perspective, now absorbing all of that, why this is so. Why does it work here? It's just, you know, like you said, you start with that the 10-1 loss. And I think that those games happen sometimes where you just it's just an off night. You know, and nothing went right. And and you, to turn around and to, to play them twice now and, and, and be successful, and um, it speaks volumes to the, the character and the leadership in the room. And um, obviously that's, you know, it starts with the coaches, but the players have to continue it. And um, the core group of guys that we have here, that, you know, they've done this, they've been there, they've, you know, they have that experience and, I think you know the Comets' way is is the right way. It's it's hard to play against. It's in your face. It's you know take no prisoners. Like offensive, you know obviously like we rely on um, you know scoring goals and and that's our like we want to score goals. We want to win and and but we're also shut down on the back end and we're getting good goaltending too. So. I think that all those things together, like, it, it's a special combination. Scoop, you've, you've noticed as, as well as I have that lead forwards on the penalty kill, for example, before you even talk about power play or anything like that, uh, switches up quite a bit. But then I've also seen that you've been on the PK and other guys have been on the PK. Uh, when you're shorthanded, guys like Brendan Gaunts have really stood out. You've mentioned him a number of times. Take it from there. Well, the... The Bridgeport game, that one play he had was just fantastic. I mean, he got it over to Pyatt, and we got a goal out of that. I mean, it was just uh, it was some great skating, some great stick handling, just amazing. I'm curious, Colton, what you are working on the hardest right now, the things you're working on the hardest to stick here with your game and the things you want to improve on, what the coaches are telling you they want out of you. I think, um, you know, it's be, being a smaller, undersized guy, it's, I always, I think, maybe have been questioned of if can he, can he defend, you know, can he defend against the, you know, bigger, stronger, faster guys, and I think that I'm always working on that. Like, I want to I be known as a reliable defenseman because that's first and foremost, and then I want to ch- chip in offensively when I can and, and, you know, be a good first pass, like, be energetic, like, you know, I may not play as much but i i always bring my energy no matter what and i'm always talking i'm always yelling like that's one of the first things i noticed about you is you yeah. talk a lot out there you're talking to your teammates about what's going on yeah you yeah. said that to me during one of the game one of the very first games that colton played i remember directly he said that he goes boy he talks a lot yeah i mean it's just like that energy is just contagious whether you're up by two goals or down by two goals like th- my energy level doesn't like change and 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 there's a lot of guys i'm not the only one like there's a lot of guys you know carter banks wasey hamilton jamie cypher like all those guys are kind of the same way and um but i think for me i focus on just consistency i would just want to play the same way no matter what you know at every single and that's like the hardest thing as a hockey player to do is like continue to play the same way not to have oh i play five good games now i'm playing bad for three like i want to my good is good, and then hopefully my great is great. 
I've, <laughs> I've also noticed uh, Colton Sausman here with us on 94.9 K-Rock for Utica Comets and Satter at the 72 Tavern and Grill. But I've also noticed some guys occasionally the eyes go down. Your eyes are always up. I've, I've noticed the way that you physically you play angles to cut passing lanes off and things like that. I've noticed being a smaller guy, I think, is more of what I'm addressing, as you had mentioned, uh, especially when you're getting in the corners as well. I've noticed those little inter- intricacies in your game. Are those things that you focused on more here or always been a part of Colton Saucerman's game? Well, I think it kind of started like in college where you kind of learn like different ways to defend because now I'm not like, you know, playing against the bigger, stronger guy. I'm not going to outmuscle anybody. So I have to like use skill skating and then my angles to defend. And so it started kind of there, but yeah, I'm always working on that and, you know, that we you know, Cully kind of sets up stuff in practice to um, we're, we're constantly working on D zone defending. And so it's whenever like not working on that stuff. And that's huge for me. Like, I love that stuff. So I'm, I'm always working on that part of my game because that's something that I feel like you can always get better at as a defenseman. Now that you've been here for a while, who is would you care to maybe share a story about who's talked the most trash to you or uh, some of the chippiness that's gone on uh, out on the ice or Maybe some talking going on that isn't about uh, you know helping your teammates out and making the next pass. Um, I don't know, like in terms of other teammates or yeah, other uh, uh, guys on the other team, the that, other have, team that, have, that have talked. No, I made the mistake and almost like fought a really tough guy on Rochester, like Dalton Smith. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know who he was. Like, and it's funny because I had played against him when he was with the Florida Everblades, but I didn't recognize that it was him, and so. He's probably the only guy that, like, really kind of got in my face because everybody doesn't – nobody really says anything to me out there other than nice beard. Yeah. Or, like, you know, so – or, hey, Sauce, what's up, if they actually know who I am. But, <laughs> like, so he – when we played Rochester here, I he kind of, like, elbowed me coming into his defensive zone, and I just kind of whacked him on the back of the legs, like, innocent, like, just, hey, don't, don't touch me kind of thing. And so he skated all the way around the ice. The play kind of came back into our end, and he skated all the way around the ice – and he like grabbed me, grabbed like part of my beard. And he's I like, remember that. He's like, "What are you doing?" And so, like, you know, my thought process was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, I'm about to. Get you were jumped. up on the boards when he did that. Yeah, I so remember I, that. I dropped my like I dropped my gloves. Yeah. Like, thinking he's just gonna sucker punch me, and so uh, he didn't end up doing anything because obviously I was probably gonna be a waste of his time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we got to the box, and the and one of the guys sitting in the penalty box was like, "You know who that is, right?" Like that guy's pretty tough. And then in between periods, like, Banksy and all those guys were like, were you really going to fight Dalton Smith? And I was like, well, I didn't want to. I'm not going to <laughs> now. I don't want to. I'm not going to do that now. No, I don't. But I think I think guys get chirped a lot because maybe they chirp I like or, or talk trash. Okay. Like, so right. I, don't, I don't talk too much trash. Like, I usually call it like I see it. If a guy's being, you know, running around doing something dumb or whatever, like taking cheap shots, like, I'll say something. But I don't like initiate it like i'm not chirping anybody really either i've, I've noticed you you are very focused though with all of the asides and all of the viral sensation and all of the other nonsense that's been going on that's not hockey related you you are you are really focused when you're on the ice and i and i've, I've seen i obviously i watched the guys come off the ice you're like right there in that zone even when we did the intermission at first you walked over you're like okay Get, gotta get out of my headspace for 90 seconds to, <laughs> yeah. to say dumb stuff to the bald guy sitting here, you know? It, but it, that's gotta be hard to do. I mean, it, or is it an easy transition for you to stay focused on hockey with all of the extracurriculars that have 
been part of your life since you got here. Yeah. No, it's definitely a challenge, but I think I, you know, I'm here to, to be a hockey player and yeah. to, to try to help this team win and, and uh, you know, keep furthering my, you know, my personal dream, too, of, of one day maybe trying to play in the National Hockey League. And so the, all that other stuff is exciting, and I enjoy that part of it, but I don't let that get in the way of what I come to the rink every day to do. Colton Saucerman is with us. Uh, we've got to get you on a team with Brett Burns and Joe Thornton, by the way. <laughs> Those two dudes have some great beards. And my cousin Sean is a season ticket holder. Uh, he has seats in the Shark Tank out in oh, San man. Jose. That'd be amazing. Yeah. This is Utica Comments Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Scoop, Rain, and Colton Saucerman here. We're going to be back. We're going to talk to Colton a little bit more. We'll do it next on 94.9 K-Rock. Utica! Two guys that like to put the biscuit in the basket. Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Brought to you by Labatt Blue, Welcome Dixon and Pathfinder Bank. K-Rock in the house. You can listen on the K-Rock app. K-Rock.com, of course. And we will have this podcasted. Shortly after the broadcast concludes, I'm Scoop. Rain is here, and we are with the beard sensation, the sauce, <laughs> Colton Saucerman. Gosh, uh, well, recently I've seen you. Uh, I saw you at Gentleman's Corner Barbershop. You were on social media uh, with Polly there. I saw you at Munson Williams comparing beards uh, <laughs> with, the, with, a, with a painting there. Um, you're having fun with it. It's great. Absolutely. No, I had to get over and, well, Polly had called me out a couple a couple weeks ago. I hadn't been in yet. And I was like, well, I want to. It just our schedule's been kind of busy. And <laughs> so I finally got over there and um, he helped uh, tame this beast on my face. And then I got over to the museum yesterday and it's National Selfie, Selfie Day today, I think, actually. So I took a picture with uh, it was, that guy's, I guess, one of the, uh, yeah, he's one like one of the founders of, yeah. the, of the museum. So. Yeah, I was uh, the a couple days before you actually went over there. Once a month, I do. I have to do a, a Facebook live video thing where I get a hot towel head shave, <laughs> and then we kind of promote the barbershop and other That's things awesome. happening. And being that they're the spo- official sponsor and they have the banner and the stage and everything, and affiliated with the Comets, we were talking about that. And he said that he was calling you out and things like that, and you hadn't heard back. And yeah. then, and then it happened. Then, and I saw you later that night at the game and. He, he's very excited to be able to do that. He's, he's cut some very famous heads and trimmed a few beards. And it was so funny. It was like this. So there was it was like close to closing time, too. So it was like four o'clock, like four fifteen when I walked in and I was like, man, I hope he's like not too busy. And so then there's like six or seven guys in there all in their chairs and then, you know, seven barbers. And then I walk in and like they're all talking, whatever. And then like you could have just heard like a pin drop. Like, it was just silent. Yeah. And then the beard's here, the beard's here, the beard's here. And then Polly just, like, came up and, like, gave me a huge hug. And yeah. he's like, you're finally here. And I was like, yeah, man, I, let's check it out. He's a great guy. He's yeah, he's cut, guy. like, everybody's everybody's hair yeah. affiliated with the comments, it seems like. <laughs> so have you Googled yourself since all this stuff started? I have not, no. I wanted to ask because it, it's, it was tough to find a bio on you. You know, so we cobbled this together. But... When you pop it up now, there's a bajillion pictures of you now. <laughs> and I, I came across a couple before when the beard was a bit shorter. And it, it's, it's, it's weird. I just wonder, have you seen yourself since then? Because 
I can I can find pictures of you with the beard in like twelve different uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really crazy. It was actually harder to find you in a current Comets jersey yeah. than than some of the old ones. I, I guess the point is, tell me a little bit about some of the other fun experiences that you've had on this hockey journey since leaving Northeastern about four years ago. Because there's been there's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. No. I mean, I think each each town's kind of had its own like. You know, obviously, I spent the most time probably in, in in Charleston and then in Manchester. But I think each place, it's been, you know, just something a little different. And um, I, I just I love that part of this game and and this journey that I'm on. Is is I kind of never know where I'm going to end up, and that's kind of like an exciting thing. And you know, we were talking in the break that it's like I enjoy that, I embrace that part of it. And you know, you could be doing anything else, but I'm following a dream. You know, playing hockey. It doesn't suck. It absolutely doesn't suck. There was a championship along the way as well in the USHL, the Clark Cup. You won that? I actually, so I was started on that team, but then I didn't finish with them. So okay. I technically didn't win that one, but I had a hockey championship my senior year. Oh, very good. From Colorado Springs, did you grow up an Avs fan? Oh, yeah, big time. So were like Peter Forsberg, Joe Sackick, uh, some of the players you admired yep. growing up. Who were some of the guys that you liked to watch play as a kid? Yeah, Peter Forsberg was like my favorite like player growing up. Just And I played defense, but I always like just loved the way he was like so physical. And like, and it's rare for a European guy to be like that. So he was just like a dominant force. And then... Um, you know, Ray Bork, when he was there in the 2001 season when they won the cup, was just like, I couldn't, I was the biggest fan in Colorado, probably. <laughs> was it crazy to play against his sons the other night? Or have you done that before? Well, so I had played against uh, uh, Ryan before. And then I actually, when I was in Hershey, they both were on the team yep. in Hershey. So it was like, it was cool. Like, they're really great guys. And then I had played against Waz's son, too, like growing up. And so those guys were all like really turned out to be really great players. Yeah, they sure did. So it's Colton Saucerman here with us at the 72 Tavern Utica Comets Insider once again on 94.9 K Rock. I saw you walking. Uh, I, we had mentioned right before we started that Scoop and I also co host on our brother station on ESPN Radio around here, the Sportzilla Show on Sunday mornings. And we do talk a lot of Utica Comets hockey there. So we're on the air on Sunday, it's about 11 30 ish, roughly, yeah, maybe noon. Like that. And we see. I, I suddenly saw the two of you guys. It was uh, yeah. It was rain, and our, our producer Matt distracted by the fact that you were walking by on the street with a couple of the other players, and we were guessing that maybe you were on your way to Bite Bakery Cafe for yeah. a, yeah. for a little uh, Sunday breakfast. I, I think it was Cliff uh, Watson and Pyatt, possibly. No, it was uh, Kelleropolis. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. We were so, having brunch before we came to the UCFC game. Yeah, to the soccer yeah. game. Yeah, because. I'm sitting there, and then Matt, the way the way the studios align, there's the windows are behind Scoop and myself, so we didn't see you at first. And all of a sudden, Matt's like, you know, waving his arms, and he's pointing, and I'm like, no. The next thing you know, here we go. So, any other places that you've checked out uh, as, you, as you've made your way in and around the community? I'm sure. I don't know if you have a car here or not, or if you get rides going. Uh, but you had said that a lot of the guys have embraced you. You went to Jamie Cypress for football. Uh, where else have you been? What else have you done? I'm sure fans have stopped you numerous places. Give us some of those slice of life experiences of your time in Utica so far. So I don't, I don't have a car out here, but so which makes it a little difficult. But I was uh, Tony Cameronisi when he was here had a car, and then um, uh, Sakelaropolis right now has a car too. So it's been nice, like we can get out at least and you know go grab food or whatever. But um, I think uh, so. I had been to um, Colton. You you say his last name like. 
you haven't practiced it a few times. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Woods, I've been over to his place for, for dinner. He's actually a really good cook. Great guy, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. And um, so those are the two guys. And then I think I'm supposed to go over to Richard Bachman's house here soon. Um, but get the Colorado guys together. and um, but he, He's uh, going to tell you that we jinxed him, and that's why he hurt himself. And the Achilles, <laughs> don't believe a word that he says. Uh, to man. give you the backstory, so the first three players we had on this season, immediately they came on with us, they got called up, so we were bragging about oh, it. Nice. Well, come to find out the three players after that, including Richard, it, it kind of in and around his call-up to Vancouver, got hurt. One of them, Chatfield, uh, another one was Richard, and these weren't like, uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a couple of games type of thing. Bumps and bruises are yeah. day-to-day. There were some serious injuries. So now Richard teases us about that oh, every okay. time he sees it. It's happened a few times. Though. You're going to be fine, <laughs> though, I, I assure okay. you. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, once again, Colton Sausman, Scoop and Rain here. Utica Comets Insider, 94.9 K-Rock at the 72 Tavern and Grill. So Syracuse is coming up again on Wednesday, Scoop, and you know how important these are. Well, especially since they have like six games in hand. Uh, to us, you know, when we talk about them being four-point games. But they've and, also lost five of their last six, so yeah. they're, they're in a, a downturn. Right? Go ahead. Well, and obviously it hasn't been going well for them, but those games are anytime you're playing somebody that you're, you're fighting for a position with, uh, you know, and it, like you mentioned, the four-point game. And plus, too, you know, yeah, that ten to one game was a while ago, but still, that that's going to leave a, a bad taste in everybody's mouth for a long time. And they're they're always hard fought games, with the exception of that one where just nothing went right. But you you want to get a win Wednesday night. You want you know you're at home. This is a nice little stretch where we're not doing a lot of traveling. And like, like I said, with us playing so many games compared to everybody else, uh, really these points are very very important. They're important for everybody, but. You know, we got to hope everybody else, when they start catching up with their games played, they lose some of them. What is it about Syracuse, though? They're overall a a pretty good team. What have you noticed with them thus far? Because I'm sure that's the next game you guys are are discussing and focusing on them in in your morning skates and practices and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... It seems to be, uh, obviously I haven't been here for, for very long, but it's, uh, it seems to be a rivalry game for sure, and everybody kind of marks those ones on the calendar. And so, yeah, like you know, uh, like he was saying, like those games, especially because they have games in hand, like those are, those are almost must-win games. And because, you know, eventually you think that just even though they've lost five out of the last six, like they're going to turn it around because they're, they're a great team and they got a great, great group of forwards and some good defensemen and that goaltender's really good for them. So I think we, you know, we just focus on the one game and, and obviously like having more games played, we just got to take advantage of those, you know, that situation and, and embrace it and know that, Hey, coming down the stretch here, like we got to win these games that, that matter most. So we're also heading in scoop to the Save of the Day Foundation games and the specialty jerseys, really a black with a neon green almost, and there's an auction going on. We're going to cover that in a few minutes when uh, voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts, joins us. We'll ask Corey Hergott about that in our fourth segment. Uh, but you've seen them. 
they're spectacular. Oh, they're awesome. It's yeah. one of those ones you want to go at some point when, when hockey's done, maybe, and, and you, you settle down and, and get a house and you throw that up on the wall and yeah, put that in a I'd shadow box that, or something. Yeah, I'd love that, that one. So what are some of the other, I'm curious, some of the other mementos you might have that maybe you've given back to mom and dad, like you're going to give them the puck from the first goal and things like that? Well, my first first pro goal ever yep. uh, in South Carolina. Um, you remember it like it was yesterday? Yep, first game. No kidding. Yep. What is it with you? I don't know. You're like, you're like a Derek Jeter, man. You rise to the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think, uh, let's see. My mom like sat, like loves the degree. She loves that, uh, non hockey related, obviously. But Absolutely. Just, just that I finished that, and I, you know, I finished it, and um, that was really important to her, and um, obviously to me too. But um, no, I think just the pucks, and and I think you know, obviously we, a couple jerseys here and there, and then definitely want to do something cool when I'm done playing with whether it be pictures, jerseys, stuff like that. Have you collected a lot of jerseys from your different stops? <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, what do you like? Where do you where do you go from here? What do, what do you keep doing? Because at the end of this, a PTO is it's a temporary deal. So is is it good through the end of the season, or do you re-sign another one? Like, explain to the fans how it works to be in the particular situation you are not on an AHL deal or a two-way deal or anything yeah. like that. Like, what's in front of you moving forward aside from the playing hockey? Because that's it is in the back of your mind. It's got to be at yeah. some point. Definitely. No, it's so I would have 15 games left on the PTO. You have to play 25 games okay. for, yeah. for a PTO. And, and you can play a whole season on a PTO. You can sign up to three in a year. Okay. So, you know, it gets you to that 75-game mark if you were to play, you know, three or, or have three. And so um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think that I just, you know, I'm just kind of focused on the, in the moment. And if they want to... You know, keep me around if the coaches and the, and the management think that you know I've done a good job, or if you know guys are still injured or whatever the case may be. If they want me to stick around, I would absolutely love that. And um, but yeah, most likely I'd say it'd probably be another PTO. I would just maybe sign another one, um, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I really think, and I ask because to my eye, and I and I know that Scoop would probably agree with this. I just. I think you've done the necessary things to stick here for the rest of the season. You're a guy that you really seem to absorb the systems and you fit in well in the locker room and not everybody does. And I could see it riding out for the rest of the season. I mean, you definitely fulfill a need. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Hopefully they feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Who among your teammates has been the biggest help and in your assimilating here, getting comfortable here? both on and off the ice on the ice is the most important thing to you because you want to stay here so who's really i'm most curious about that who who has helped you on the ice the most i think uh you know like i said i mentioned him earlier jamie cyphers and and obviously i I sit next to uh evan mcenany in the locker room and i think those two guys like key pieces to our decor and play a lot of minutes for us and just you know picking their brain and how, how we do things here and um and, and helping with the system and stuff like that. But, I mean, obviously all the defensemen have been been great. I room with Jesse Graham on the road, and yeah. he's he, he's a character, and <laughs> I, I really love hanging out with him. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to play with Blue Jays for a couple games too. And so, and then Briz is obviously – all the defensemen have been really great. You know, we have such a good uh, good group of guys. And then obviously on the, the forward side of it, you know, Banksy and Wazy Hamilton's been, you know – 
very great to me too and I guess you know Tanner Kiro I've hung out with him a little bit too so all those guys have been fantastic and helped me get adjusted has coach call given you any specific piece of advice or guidance something that uh, you're really trying to do something that has stuck with you so he's always been like uh Every time he's never really like, I guess, yelled at me. You know, like after, in the moment of the game or whatever, he's never really gotten on me like that. It's all been like teaching clips or teaching points. And um, I remember it was, I think it was my maybe it was second or third game, and he he came down to the the DN. And it's never good when you make eye contact with a coach and he's walking towards you. And I'm like, oh boy. And so he's <laughs> like, he's like, hey, I know you're smaller. I know like whatever, but he's like, hey, profanities, but bear down in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, tying up guys, getting sticks, like stuff like that. So, and then, you know, he always, like, I watch video with the assistant coaches and, and, and stuff as well. And I think he's just always, like, if he sees something right away, he, he points it out, teaching clip, teaching moment. And, like, like I said, I'm a sponge. So I soak that up. And I try not to make that same mistake again. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, you keep getting ice time, so clearly you're not. Hopefully I'm trying. It's a fantastic <laughs> thing. Uh, we obviously had so much fun talking to you. We went a few minutes longer than we're supposed to, so we've got to take a break. Okay. Colton Saucerman, uh, nice. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to let you go for the night. Uh, we've got some other peeps we're going to bring on, but it's been awesome. a pleasure to talk to you. No, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Did I just say peeps? Yeah. I mean, and, and best of luck, Joe. man. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I know you want to stick here. We want you here. You're good for Utica. It's been fun having you here. Just keep plugging away, and maybe good things will happen. Voice of the Utica Commons, Joe Roberts, joins us next. We're live at the 72 Tavern and Grill. This is 94.9 K-Rock. Utica. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket. Scoop the Cement Head. And play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. We've referenced Chance the Rapper, Snoop Dogg, and Colton Saucerman, the last three viral things in hockey. Scoop and Rain here. Joe's on the phone. And I swear I've known you for years now. Kawhi Attack. You got it. I nailed it this time. time. Scoop helped me practice a little earlier. So <laughs> I actually love watching you uh, in that TV control booth, you know, d- calling for the different cameras and uh i i kind of find that fascinating sneaking up behind you every now and then and watching you do all that it it absolutely is it's it's something i had no idea how to do coming in here and learned it on the fly and it's been fun ever since it's been one of my favorite parts about the job actually well whether it's the 72 tavern whether it's the specialty jerseys for the save of the day foundation games for the past few seasons uh, whether it's utica city fc and their logoing anything graphic design related Eric takes care of, and he's the person responsible for that. Serving you sports logo that you're seeing on the TVs here at the 72 Tavern. The, you designed the, 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 literally the coasters that this is on. You designed the menu, the decor throughout the restaurant. Uh, but it's, it's kind of an exciting number of games. Save the Day is 15 years old. Last few years, it's really focused on helping the Utica community. And I thought you and Joe on the phone could kind of have a little five minutes to go back and forth and talk about the importance of this and give everybody a little bit more background. Not only is it going to look fantastic with the jerseys on the ice, but the auction and everything else. So, Joe, add your thoughts to that, and then we'll have Eric chime in. Hi, Joe. Uh, Eric, Eric, you're taking my time away, man. You were supposed to have a day off. What are you doing at, uh, what are you doing at the office? You know I don't leave this place. 
I know, you sleep there. There's a little cot in the back that nobody knows about that Eric lives in. Um, yeah, obviously, it, it's a great it's a great cause. The Save of the Day Foundation has helped thousands of families in the Mohawk Valley. And, um, you know, we use our platform. We talk about this all the time. Uh, little community appearances, reading to kids, and then this sort of big, grandiose stuff like Save the Day Weekend. We use our unique platform that nobody else has to raise awareness and help others. And I think that that's so important, right? It's the little, it's the little things uh, to give back to the people that give so much to us. Uh, Eric can speak to it. Anybody in our business can speak to it. Without the community, we don't have jobs. Without the support, we don't have jobs. Um, so what we can do to pay them back is the absolute least we can do. Um, uh, and so it's it's always a joy. Oh, absolutely. It's been it's. Throughout the years, I mean, the turkey delivery to the jerseys, auctions, and all that stuff, like, everything we do, at the end of the day, it comes back to, like, the charity. What, what can we do for the community? What can we give back after everything they've gave to us? So it's well, 3,295 like tickets? For the jerseys, yes. Right, for the raffle? Yeah. And they're still available at the ticket box office throughout the rest of the week, right? And then I believe you can get them as well on Wednesday leading up until Saturday. And then after Saturday's game, there is an auction. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, so in addition to that, I know all the youth hockey kids are selling them too. Uh, there's there's tons of ways to get into it. You can purchase them at the game, purchase them at the box office. And to... to Usually we do auctions. Usually we actually do auctions, and to have an ability to get one of these jerseys just for a twenty dollar donation is just surreal. Because I mean, it's a not the three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollar jersey, depending on who you get. Oh, absolutely. That's the cost of the jersey. Yeah, let yeah. alone you're yeah. going thousands if you actually yeah. wanted to like bid on them. How, yeah, absolutely. How long did the design process for the specialty jerseys take you? They're beautiful, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I mean, this year's was a, a, a slight modification compared to previous years, but the, the, the first two were <laughs> a really tedious project because of the, the specific green in it. Mm -hmm. It's not something that can be easily replicated through print, which a lot of the jerseys are done in a print fashion. Um, and then, like, the embroidery is easier to get, like, the neon. But, like, the, the actual print, we had to come down to specific numbers to get it to look as close to a neon as possible. And, uh, Joe, on the phone, uh, any last thoughts on Save of the Day? Because it's not just one day. It's kind of like a week-long celebration is the change this year. Uh, what was the reason to extend it out this year, I guess, is the question. Um, when you're fortunate enough to have three straight home games over the course of just four days, uh, sounds like Syracuse did something good, huh? Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> I, hear the, I hear the hooting and hollering in the background. Um, but, it, it's you know, when you have that opportunity to have three games over four days and turn it into something that is, uh, you know, I can imagine, this is my first year as part of it, so I can imagine that after a save the day game, the, the, the brain trust over at the comments probably said, we want to do more. How can we do more? Uh, so when that opportunity lends itself to you, you take it. And so it'll, it's going to be really special. We're going to raise a lot of great money for a great cause. And um, literally, it's like, you know, it's one of the nights where you can come to the arena knowing that just by being there and participating, that you're helping a lot of people. So, um, you know, to, to be able to provide people with the opportunity to do that as well is, is really neat. That 50-50 is going to be huge 
by the time it's all totaled up on Saturday night. That's pretty exciting. And that's just, it's more money to go into the coffers of the Save of the Day Foundation to help, you know, local military and law enforcement and, and the, the various charities that benefit from their association with the Save of the Day Foundation. Uh, they're cheering for that. And also, apparently, Syracuse, uh, the Syracuse-Duke game is on here as well. So we're at the 72 Tavern, Utica Comets Insider at Scoop Rain, Eric Kowiatek. Ko- I know I'm going to nail this every time. And Joe Roberts on the phone. Guys, thanks for the time. Uh, we got one more segment. We're going to talk to Corey Hurd get a little bit of his impression about the way the team has been playing, and we'll do that next on 94.9 K-Rock. Let's go, Comets! Let's saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. You want to watch Q's Duke? They got it on here. It is Comets Insider brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, the Pathfinder Bank, and, of course, we're going to have all this that you may have missed from the earlier broadcast, our conversation with Colton Sosserman. That will be online at KROC, CNY. Check out all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, to find that in case you missed any of that. Colton Sosserman, what a cool dude, you know? Yeah, man, it was a blast. I've, you know as, as well as I do, we've been chomping at the bit to have a chance to talk to him. Just We wanted to strike while the iron was hot, but then schedules and games and right. things move around and then holidays happen it was great to let it kind of sink in and like he said i'm a sponge on the ice and in practice well kind of let things settle down and and then let him absorb all that and then kind of give us a little bit of feedback about his experience so far i really think he has done everything necessary and i meant that that's why i asked him that to to play out the season here i just think he's He's a quality defenseman. You know, he does a lot Certainly, of little things well. He couldn't have imagined. He couldn't have imagined coming here and then within a couple of weeks having his likeness on a T-shirt that I'm, you're actually wearing right now. I am <laughs> actually wearing the Get Sauced Utica T-shirt right now. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud.com. Just look for Comments Insider. It's another place to uh, find it. You can always stream at krock.com if you're not listening right here on the airwaves. Uh, if you have the Amazon smart speaker, Alexa, play k-rock utica and you can listen to it that way as well and station 24 7 so we have Corey hergott online from canucks army and we wanted to grab a couple of minutes with him we appreciate the time Corey. I, I, we don't start out this way scoop your impression of the last few games who, who are the guys that have stood out to you uh, from, from your mind's eye that you've seen that have been playing well for me it's brendan gaunts with a seven game point streak and that's <laughs> that that one goal we got against Bridgeport was just a thing of beauty. It was hustle. Yeah, uh, he's really brought some hustle and some uh, fight to his stick handling, and he he's dangerous when we're short-handed. Very. Um, he's really hot right now. Uh, of course, Zach McEwen continues to produce well. Tanner Kiro continues to produce well. Uh, produce well. Uh, so. Uh, Brennan Gantz would be the first name that comes to mind for me. Well, let's get a few names from Corey. Go ahead, Corey. Well, I'll agree with all those names right off the top for sure. Uh, I've been really high on uh, Brendan Gantz's game of late. I think he's been uh, really, really playing well. Uh, I like him playing in the middle, and although I think he might get shifted back over to the wing uh, with Adam Gaudet back in town. Um but, yeah, I really like what, what Gauntz has been doing. Uh, Tanner Kirill has obviously been providing some really nice offense. Uh, Tom Pyatt looks like he's been clicking pretty well since he came in. Um, yeah, I, I really liked what I've seen from the forward group of late. Corey, I want to ask you, what do you think has to happen 
uh, for Zach McEwen to get a little taste of play up there in Vancouver, it's something that I think is going to happen between now and the end of the year. Uh, and obviously you can't predict injuries and what have you, but gosh, he, he just seems to have earned it. And it just I, I, now I feel it's almost like a matter of timing, you know, a confluence of factors with injuries and, and, and what have you. What do you think has to happen for him to get a taste this year? Well, I think you're probably bang on there. I think it's going to take a, another injury up top where, where the Canucks are going to need a winger. Um, they're going to be running into a numbers game again here soon with uh, Elias Patterson getting ready to come back. So yeah. we could see another player hitting the waiver wire or a player getting moved in a trade. Uh, so that that's not going to help Zach's chance to get up uh, right away now. Um but I will say that Zach's earned the opportunity, and uh, I think with this extra penalty kill time that he's been seeing lately in games, uh, I think that's them, you know, the team really trying to round out his, uh, his uh, defensive game, his 200-foot game, and just kind of get him ready for the next step because he's going to need that defensive awareness when he gets to the NHL le- level, and they did a really similar thing last year. Uh, with Nikolai Goldobin before they brought him up, he was getting a lot more uh, time on the on the PK. Because the one thing that Raynan always uh, and I always talk about is that you know, they're not they don't want to call these guys up to just have them sit on the bench, really. You know, I mean, yes, there's a there's a certain value to that, but you know, it's like it's Adam Gaudet. They sent him here because they want him to play, and, yeah, absolutely, and, and to get ice time. Corey, your thoughts? Well, the players do need to play, and, and uh, there may be some people from outside of the market that will <laughs> point at some of the young guys who aren't getting ice time and say, yeah, the players need to play. Why aren't the young guys playing? So there's all that end of it as well. There's the, the Canucks and the Comets, between the two of them, they, they do have a lot of, uh, a lot of numbers roster-wise. So when players do get their chance they need to really uh you know grab that brass ring and and go for it because there's going to be somebody else ready to take their spot so uh just from what i know of zach and what kind of player he is and what kind of person he is uh, i see zach being able to you know to be the, the kind of player who will when he does get his chance he'll he'll jump right in there and he'll play his game and and i see him having some pretty decent success after uh you know, a couple of games to get uh, acquainted with the, with, the, with the NHL level. I absolutely agree with you. Corey Hergott with Canucks Army joining us here. Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. I wanted to ask uh, your impressions of Kulbikov since he's had to step in with Thatcher getting the recall by Vancouver. And if you think that there is another goaltending move in the relatively near future Kinda with Vancouver to. filtering down to the Comets. Well, Kulbikov, to me, he's, uh, you know, that high-risk, high-reward kind of goalie. He, he plays a style that's uh, extremely fun for fans to watch. Uh, I'd imagine he, he might give the coaching staff fits at times when he charges out to play pucks. And, uh, you know, he gets a little wild in the net at times when you'd, you'd like to see him dial it back a little bit. But mm-hmm. that style's been pretty effective for him. And... Uh, you can see he's taming it down a little bit. And I think when he tames things down a little bit more, he, he has more success. And, and uh, he's going to need to do that because until they do bring in another goaltender, he, he's kind of the guy here. Uh, how about uh, 
Saucerman flexing with the pronunciation of Sakelleropolis's name earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty I impressive. I really hard before our last hit, but, and I was terrified to try to say that name. So good on Colton. But, uh, we could he end up dropped it a couple times. He did, yeah, yeah. But uh, we could end up seeing him get some games in before uh, before the Canucks make a move. But I think they do need to do something because if they want this team to, to get some uh, – some playoff action again this year. They're probably going to need to add another goaltender and, and somebody with with some experience. Everybody I see uh, online, a, a big conversation with you especially, is when does Thatcher Demko get his NHL start in Vancouver? Uh, are you hearing anything more about that today? Any more speculation? Uh, well, I've seen a lot of people dropping, uh, you know, get him in, get him in, get him in, and, and I do understand that. Uh, you know, Thatcher, Thatcher's going to need to get his reps in before the season is done. Uh, I think really right now for him, it's, a, it's about him getting a lot of time in with Kim Clark, with the goalie coach up in Vancouver, and, uh, you know, dialing, dialing in a few things with his game before they, they throw him out there for a game situation. I, I think with Thatcher, I mean, He's got the mental makeup and he's got the, the athletic ability and the physical ability to go out there and to play his game, uh, to be sharp, to be sound. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a little bit of an adjustment period because the, the NHL level's got to, you know, the players shoot a little harder, a little faster, a little more accurately. So Thatcher's going to have that to, to contend with right off the hop, along with, uh, you know, making the changes that Ian Clark is asking him to make. So. I can imagine him having, uh, you know, a, hand, a couple of games where he's maybe the people in Vancouver are going to wonder, oh, what's going on with Thatcher? But then he'll dial it in and, and get going and, and go on a little run. Uh, I see Thatcher having success when he gets his games in. Corey, thanks so much for the time. Corey with Canucks Army. Yeah, Corey Herr got a must-follow if you're a Comets fan on Twitter. Uh, we'll reach out again very soon. Save of the day games start with the Planet Fitness Galaxy Cup on Wednesday night against the Syracuse Crunch. And then it's the next through throughout the weekend. And then on Saturday's the big auction. Everything's at UticaComets.com. You can get tickets if you know a youth player on the Junior Comets. You can get them, of course. Uh, Syracuse is doing very well, by the way, uh, behind us on the TVs. You can get them at the box office, uh, at the ticket boxes during the week. So we are, of course, going to uh, wrap things up for the night. Utica Comets Insider, every Monday, 7 to 8 at 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. And Scoop? Go Comets!